Welcome to this episode of Obstacles Under the Surface. As always, I'm Katie Wenger, your host, psychotherapist, author, course developer, and consultant. And I love talking on this podcast about the things I've learned through my sessions with clients and through my studies over the years, hoping that they can be helpful to you to give you the perspective that you need to improve your life and to uncover those unconscious obstacles and move forward a healthier and more peaceful person. Today, we're going to be talking about deep healing. And to access that deep healing takes getting through some fear because it's fearful to change and it is fearful to think about conceptualizing things in a different way or your life being different. It can impact individuals differently and during various times and stages in life. But if you make that choice to find some deep healing for yourself, if needed, it impacts every person. That fear, though, that lies operating under the surface, causing or playing a part until it is resolved. And that's why it is important to get that deep healing and to resolve anything that might be under the surface for you. Because whether or not you realize it or acknowledge it, it is impacting you. It's impacting your life. It's impacting the people that are close to you. And it's impacting the level of success that you're able to reach. Sometimes these things come up in childhood or during the preteen years. When children realize things about life and start coming to a greater understanding of their own feelings, hopefully, and the feelings of those around them. Sometimes they're taught to focus on other people's feelings. Sometimes they're taught to acknowledge, feel, and honor their own feelings. And the second scenario is where we find kids that grow into adults that can really be emotionally aware and have the highest emotional intelligence that can navigate them throughout life. Sometimes a child reads something that makes them think further into a topic or they might ask questions of their parents or the other adults around them. And a parent or adult's response has an impact and often that can be for the better that they help the child talk through whatever topic or questions they might have. And they do it in a way that feels non-judgmental and feels like that child can be open in the future to asking questions and to bringing up topics that might be difficult, 
difficult with their parent or whomever they're speaking to or adults in general. And someday when they become adults themselves, their peers, their friends, their colleagues. And one piece that you can influence in starting to let some of this fear come to the surface so that you can do the deep healing is to allow yourself to resonate now with your previous beliefs and values and message and continue this discussion or thought exploration organically or in response to the questions of others or things that come up in life. As adults, we know that intellectually, there's nothing that we can do to change the reality of things that happen that we wish didn't happen. Things that are sad or upsetting or cause grief or anger. We know that we can't avoid it or get around it, but we sure try sometimes. It is much easier to stuff down or ignore negative feelings or unhealthy realities than it is to face them. But that is where your deep healing will happen. I think it's important to think about how we want to perceive our life, what we want out of it. And if there is something getting in the way, one by one, if there's more than one thing, you conquer these parts of hurt or parts of change that are necessary for you. And thinking things like, how are you going to process these thoughts? How will you eventually come to terms with how any obstacles under the surface impact your experience of life. Often it brings about a lot of anxiety. Fear brings anxiety. And that's part of why we don't want to feel it. We'd rather feel the other things. But again, to be not even to just be the healthiest version of yourself, but to be able to navigate life in general as an adult and to be able to make healthy decisions and prioritize yourself as I so often talk about. You have to do those things and a therapist can help you through that. A friend or loved one can help you through that with support, but they can't do it for you. Awareness is really the root, but it doesn't mean it always comes first. Sometimes you have to pay attention to feelings inside your body and directions that your life is headed in to get to that awareness where you can clearly or at least somewhat clearly have an understanding of where you're stuck. If you're spending time thinking about 
a worry and how to avoid it, consider where this is negatively impacting you. You may be spending time trying to control what you cannot. There are things that we can do to take care of ourselves, to move forward in life, to find enjoyment and a balance of work and play. And that all prepares you to be at a good place mindfully to really go after those difficult things that are under the surface. We can often or sometimes control our safety. Other times we can't. There may be other things in life that can impact us physically. Psychological stress, we know, impacts your life expectancy as well, which is another reason to allow yourself to go down the road of finding some deep healing and really looking at what's under the surface. Your mental health, your mindset, the amount of stress you allow yourself to take in or the amount of negative energy you allow yourself to absorb impacts your physical and psychological health. One of the places you may end up as you work on this deep healing is a place of acceptance and making peace. Sometimes that is the best that you can do. But I think we really underestimate how wonderful of a place that is. The amount of anxiety it takes away, the need to control that it takes away. Finding acceptance and moving forward feels better than you might think if you haven't experienced it. And letting go of control also is a big part of that. Make the focus of your time and your energy be on how you can get the most out of life. And that will lead your goal setting for this process of healing. Make sure that you are really enjoying your life and not just surviving or moving through it. Find and seek out what you really need and want. This is a productive use of time and energy for your psychological health. I think that we go through these stages when resolving our inner fears, whenever they may occur, leads us to this wonderful, individual, unique experience that only you can feel and know and be part of on some levels. And as individuals, we'll likely process it in different ways, even if we're healing from something similar to someone else. It may happen in a different way for you, and that is certainly okay. I think that Finding your individual and unique path and needs is crucial. And that's why 
in therapy, I have always found it so important to look at creative solutions and strategies with my clients and have them make a very unique plan to get to where they're trying to get to or to heal what they're trying to heal because it should be very individualized. When we bring in and ask the aspect of our relationships, how often do we stop and think, what do I need out of this relationship? Am I balancing that with what the other person needs? I think that on the surface, a lot of people think that they are getting what they need and think that they're is balance. But if you take the time to really take a look at it and again, pay attention to your body and your mind and your thoughts, you may realize that even small changes could change how you feel so drastically more fulfillment in your relationship, being a healthier partner, modeling to others, how to take care of yourself, and that it's okay to do so. As humans, we all have needs and wants, and it's important to have them filled. That isn't something to feel guilt for or feel badly about. It is part of who we are. And if we ignore that, resentment builds and things come out in negative ways or they manifest internally for individuals and that leads to other concerns or negative health impacts. So when I talk about prioritizing yourself, I often get questions that lead me to clarify more what that that really is because it can be a very foreign concept for some people. I think that you can be flexible on your needs and wants. Obviously, compromise is a huge part of life. It is in your professional life or your home life or your relationships or your own decisions that you make. We can never predict what things may come up that may be better ways to handle things than we originally thought or how we'll need to adjust in those areas as well. And that's the beauty of growing along a path as you go through each year and each stage of your life is that you may think of things a little bit differently and then you can course correct yourself if necessary, small ways, bigger ways, whatever is needed and really be a cohesive individual. Being honest about yourself, about how you treat yourself and others treat you, and keep coming back to that 
sense of self-honoring, knowing that you deserve that in your life. I hear from people a lot in sessions that are dating and they think that their needs and wants are too great. And I have them write it down because I think when you see it written, it doesn't seem so extreme. And again, it can be balanced with what someone else needs and wants and how that meshes together. And the wonderful thing about dating is that it is just that. It's trial. It's trying on different combinations of people to find the one that is best for you. It doesn't mean that because you've been together for X amount of time or because you have these things in common that you need to find this relationship and see it through. There's times when you got to call it and that's hard to do. It brings grief. It brings sadness. The other person may not agree with you, but later you will realize that you did the best possible thing that you could for both of you and for your future relationships by being honest about we really like each other. We really have a lot in common. We can mesh well, but we're just not this ultimate combination that you're looking for. And that certainly does not mean perfection. No one is perfect. No relationship is perfect. And commitment is a wonderful quality, I think, and one that should be honored more in this world. But committing to your own health and to being transparent with another person is one of the greatest things I think that you can do for both of you. And keeping in mind that you're both worthy of that. What you ultimately need to have fulfilled, keep going back to that. And what the other person ultimately needs fulfilled, that needs to be revisited as well. If we go back to an individual view and that individual view of healing, we may feel needs that we try to get met in an unhealthy way. Sometimes we're not even realizing what's happening. Sometimes we're on autopilot. That is because there is something under the surface that you're not taking a look at and acknowledging and healing and you're in survival mode. And that doesn't end well or end in a happy place for sure. There can be a lot of details that play into that, but it's a pretty common theme. And it's one that, if neglected, can do a lot of damage to a relationship and to an individual. And we, again, on this episode are focused on 
healing yourself as an individual, but we can't take our interactions and relationships with other people out of that. Ask yourself, what is the level of power and control that you feel that you grasp for or need when it's not really something that you need, but it feels like it's something that you need? What is that about for you? Understand where it's coming from, how it comes out from you that other people pick up on how you express it, how it makes you respond to other people. And then look at your thoughts and your complete perspective. And again, come back to, can I I identify what this feeling is inside of me that I'm missing something that is not resolved or that I'm not fully bringing to fruition in myself. You may want to talk about it with the people that are close to them. Ask them about it. Ask them about their perspective, what their view is, and their view of their own needs for power or control. And that what they see as their perspective regarding you is not the top tier of what you're focusing on here, but it may help increase your perspective and certainly your awareness of your history and what that has looked like. You can really open up your eyes to what I call this kind of subconscious cycle that just keeps playing in the background And it causes a lot of conflict or struggles internally or externally. Healing that, doing the deep healing, can lead to positive things. It can be tough, especially when you identify something negative or hurtful and you start to work on changing it for some time. It will take some time for your body and your psyche to recalibrate to that. So be patient with that and be open to the process. And in future episodes, I will be talking about, as well as as some of my guests that will be joining me, how to delve further into this deep healing And what can help you shine a light on it, bring awareness, and then how you support yourself through that process. Because as I said, it can be painful, negative emotions may come out, but that is important to get to the other side. It's really important to measure what's happening, as I've said, in your body, in your psyche, in your emotional state, how it's manifesting around you and your success in all the areas of your life and what that means. 
bring back to mind this picture of what you thought you'd always do or what you thought you'd always be. And that be part may change and that's perfectly okay. I think that it's healthy. I think that it happens for most people. Where have you fallen short on that in the past? Or where are you falling short on that now? And what do you really deserve? You deserve to feel completely healed and cohesive and really loving who you are, having that self-love and that self-compassion that everything else has to start with. So questioning what deep healing may look like for you, again, is a very individual process. And I invite you to start that when you feel ready. Take it at your own pace. Reach out for support, professional or otherwise, when you need it. And don't be afraid to come out on the other side feeling better each day and feeling more in love with the life that you're creating for yourself and the person that you are. Thank you for joining me again today on this episode of Obstacles Under the Surface, Deep Healing, and I very much look forward to future podcasts.